Hello and welcome to another episode of Business Line Podcast Women's Day Special Edition. This is your host Nivedita Varadarajan. The coronavirus pandemic had a profound impact on all our lives, but for some it was a blessing in disguise. I am joined by Dr. Rachna Dave, CEO and founder of Microgo, a R&D startup based out of Chennai that focuses on health and hygiene. I started by asking Dr. Dave about how she came up with the idea. Have a listen. I am a microbiologist by profession. Okay, I basically studied microbiology all my life, and uh, I was more of a uh, person who actually applies microbiology into products, right? So that is the problems around bacteria, viruses, mm. you know, infection, biofilm, and uh, you know, basically what COVID nineteen is all all about, right? So uh, after finishing my PhD, when I I joined Bhava uh, Atomic Research Center in 2008, right, based out of the Kalpakam facility here in Tamil Nadu, and there I was working in uh, disinfection, biofilm control, and then the problems around Department of Atomic Energy, Government of India. So when I was there for five years, uh, that's when uh, one particular phenomenon. Which is common touch points, right? Which is your door handles, door knobs. Uh, that started to hmm. bother me a lot. Precisely because I started to feel absolutely hmm. nothing uh, in case pandemic or any sort of situation arises, and we really did not have anything which focuses on solutions, you know, around this problem. Okay. especially common touch points yeah. and then of course that led to a lot of other things but that was the precise reason um that i really thought that uh, somebody has to do something about this and uh, frankly uh, seeing the products that uh, you know one envision and you see that helping people and seeing them in the market where users are using it that gives me a lot of kick right so that's when i took a call in 2016 i left my job Uh, as a scientist and uh, you know started microbo what was the initial journey like uh no frankly the first 3 years was just about science right it was more about uh, bringing the idea into life into you know minimum viable product this uh, you know how it happens is like you have an idea and then you right right talk to you know hundreds of people to understand whether um, this actually is a problem that i only feel or everybody else also feels because you can't make start the product development only just because i feel that's a problem so when you start talking to people and then the product idea is been conceptualized into minimum viable product and from minimum viable product you pilot it and test it out in a small batch and then you understand the commercial aspects of it and that's when i think when we stepped into the three and a half or the fourth year is when the business mindset came into picture the first thing was so entrepreneurs definitely needs to have business acumen but they definitely do a lot of other things that were in trying to sort things out you know have make the right teams in place and all of that but first three and a half years was all about getting the product right and we didn't even start with one product basically we started with three products three problem areas apart from the common touch points and parallelly we started the journey so ideally 
fourth year is when actual business came in, which was in 2020, and uh, you know that's when I believe I started becoming both. You know, I was also a scientist and also trying to you know look at the business side of it. Yeah. 2020 would have been a great year for your company, right? For Microgo, <laughs> because for one you had COVID. So how did you? Uh, and what were the challenges you faced because of COVID? Actually, it was an amazing opportunity. Not that I. you know wanted this to happen for us but there are so many people who were talking about this phenomenon that's going to happen but uh, hmm. when this happened i think 31st december yeah. when we all were maybe dancing on uh, you know the new year party 2019 and i'm sure somewhere in wuhan things were happening and i remember 4th january i was returning from calicut after an installation or okay. something and uh, i dropped down and i spoke to one indigo i was flying indigo and i uh, spoke to the indigo that uh, hey i want to meet the airport authorities of india uh, you know chennai airport how do i meet now the precise reason was because airports are the gateways right Yeah, because if a pandemic has started in one corner of the country, the only way by which it can enter is via sea ports, or it has to be airport, right? So obvious attention goes to the airports, and I was flying that day fourth of January when I'm actually thinking yeah. or envisaging that what will happen next. And he gave me one number, and I remember speaking to eighteen, nineteen people before I reached to the airport director, Chennai. and he was he actually you know like uh, you know he like welcomed us huh. with like open arms and he's like ma'am thank you for yeah. coming and please bring the machines tomorrow and let's start working on it right away and i remember 11th january chennai international airport we had four yeah. uh, three installations on day 0 and Uh, yeah, and uh, frankly, we didn't have manufacturing facility in that time. We were just starting to do the job. You know, we thought, okay, this is a time when we are going to actually start a small production unit, and so everything came, came parallel. Oh, we wow. were not ready, but the opportunity came, and then, uh, of course, I had a great, great team who understood that. while lockdowns are happening while we all have to stay at homes and all that and everybody was scared nobody in this generation or maybe two generation before has seen anything like this so nobody knew the answers now things are very nice you know people are aware and complacent both but those days there was no room for complacency and plus there were lockdowns and stuff like that but then we had a great team who understood that this was an opportunity for us to serve the nation If you look at our logo, also right, Microgo logo is all about saffron, white, and green. We are extremely vested in serving the nation. I think, I mean, still goosebumps sort of thing when you know, like most of us, like most of us, when we hear, see that emblem, national emblem, or the flag of our country, we all feel, and we all thought unanimously, this is the time. Yeah. and we did everything so what did you do what was the things which you did in the chennai airport and in other places i'm assuming so um uh, chennai airport the the idea was that the protocol that we developed uh, you know what so developing so if you you would have heard this year a lot of the word that is used is standard operating procedure yes yeah, so, sops mm. you know this is a very standard word so we we created sops with the government of i mean with the airport authorities of india that when the passenger disembarks mm. you know and he's entering into the uh, into the arrival lounge basically pre- Entering India, you know how the entire disinfection process has to happen, how the hand hygiene has to happen. Everything will be recorded, and if 
people are non-compliant so we create a dashboard for them so that they can the director can actually record the entire thing in his office and actually keep an eye on whether the protocols are being followed or not followed once we created one then you know slowly then the same pattern came in of course we believe in customization because no two organizations are same mm. so we learned about what the needs is because that's when things become easier when you customize at least when especially when things like these are happening because every organization is different and the requirements are different so the idea is you have to at least ensure 95 to 97% compliance right whatever the procedure is if it is not been followed immediately a feedback loop mechanism happens where the hygiene manager comes to know that hey something has broken down dropped yes there is an sos so you said that in jan when you spoke to the uh, chief of the chennai airport that you you didn't have the equip you were just started with the equipment yeah we had three yes so, you're right uh, so you're did right. you had to produce more to meet the demand right how did that happen when you were in lockdown when everyone was in lockdown how did that happen yes i i just thought if i wanted i don't know how to do this <laughs> see we require three things huh. right we had the technology obviously because it's all in house r&d so we know mm. uh, the team was there mm. team was up and ready that bring it on we are going to do it second thing we require space mm. so the place where we are situated which is golden jubilee biotech park in sirusari you know within the support campus mm. immediately we spoke to the chair of the park and they immediately opened up a big space for okay. us no rent nothing just please use okay. it so that had that's all the space problem the third problem that we had it funds mm. right because we didn't have uh we didn't we raised a very small round last year but we didn't have immediate ramping up you know so it requires money cash at hand for lots of production hmm. exactly so we had some money with us then uh, there is one uh, if you if you know there's an initiative called act act grants action for change from bangalore hmm. so they pitched in with some grant money then there is ico fund from ikb knowledge park hmm. uh, you know which is based out of hyderabad so they came in and they helped us with small uh, you know funding and then um, and then of course the revenues did start to come in and then we get, got to another funding from uh, department of science and technology under the kabach program hmm. right and then uh, if you know there is a, a agency called bayrak right which is again the i mean which is under the department of biotechnology government of india mm. so both these agencies also came in with more funds to speedily ramp up the production manpower logistics everything and fourth and the most important part was getting things here now see the most of the raw materials come from maharashtra especially where we work and you know maharashtra was the first state first station with covid and we tamil nadu was the second yeah so and we were under intense lockdown also absolutely so then the agency from government of india which is called invest india you know they had this mm. very huge network where they are helping people in the logistics so i remember one we had this one big truck load of goods coming from thane to okay. sirusari and me and my team like we coordinated at each and every collector huh. we could actually call the collector that sir this vehicle this okay we'll check temperature okay this okay because they were also very prudent about this things so these are all essential supply list you had to get it all done yes but they were so kind and they were so open it was uh, everything was so available the government okay. also helped us so it was a machinery also that got activated 
right mm. so there were so many people who came it was not only us we wanted to do it but of course when these people this agencies this institutions the government mm. if they were not with us it would have been very difficult so what about the labor in in uh, sri parambudu uh, you would have, uh, how do you get specialized uh, people for it because i'm assuming you need specialized equipment and people to work on the so we had a small team till june we were all doing with that small team that we had we mm. were 10 people and everybody was working like three shifts like uh, you know 18 hours 19 hours i remember some of the boys didn't okay. even go home because they, you know sometimes there was also fear of traveling yeah imagine we are also in the peak summer yeah. <laughs> in chennai <laughs> so, so everything is happening boys are going home so we have you know well uh, young mothers i personally have a very small, young child and then my mother in law who is 80 years old she was with me so but i think just the vigor that we want to get this thing done and uh, you know i think that only helped and of course by the time june july came in we did more recruitment and then by the time we knew that uh, we can have much more um, you know vendors available around the country mm. who can help us to ramp up so they would do it and we will just do the latter part of it which is just you know the finishing touches and all of that so uh, what are the lessons you learned from covid as an entrepreneur maybe one that you know just uh, the opportunity will knock at any point of time you know it could be anything right if you are really persistent and if you really i mean if you're just at it you know sometimes it will knock and if you're ready only you'll be able to grasp it if you're not ready and it's not that you will be 100% ready but just don't leave it the persistence is the key okay ma'am when we were uh, there's this thing about stem right. education right in which there's more men in yeah. this industry in yeah. even in education yeah. than women is did you face something like that when doing the uh, when uh, starting the organization microgo no actually not i mean frankly uh, there are issues yes but at least we as as the company or i as a founder uh, never had in fact we, we have so many male uh, investors partners agencies whom we work day in day out customers but that sort of problems we never had faced in fact in our team also we have quite a bit of women we just at skills we just don't see men women if the right skills are there so we have mechanical engineers also you know as as women whom we are trying to hire so we don't see it and we have also not faced it things are changing there's so many um, you know initiatives being done being spoken uh, being actually followed so the journey has started you know and maybe we have also crossed some distance and i'm sure in days ahead maybe we will not even have to speak about any issues of this kind and things will be just as equal as they are with men so what can in a more general sense what can business people do to address uh, gender inequality in this industry in the um, research and development industry it's just that skills just that if if i i have this you know this is what my job requirement is and if he or she whoever is fitting the bill just that gender thing only should be knocked off and just give equal opportunity to both you know whoever is deserves job and our women folk also need to come out you know they really need to also break that thing that sometimes that preconceived notion also sometimes creates you know uh, suboptimal performance like right? 
uh, on that note i'd like to ask yeah. you finally what is your message to girls and women out there young people out there who want to learn uh, science and engineering and what would you no, want to tell them this is like frankly like there's so many opportunities around there you know even if it is offline online youtube there's so many things and so many information out there that if you're really interested just go for it you know the opportunities the way the country is opening the way the world is opening out opportunities is immense it's immense so learn your skills develop those skills thank you dr rachna dave for joining us today thanks a lot for listening in until the next time this is nivedita signing off